Uh, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Akashic Skies. This is season two. It's been a long time uh, since I have hosted or done another podcast. And I'm here with my friend today. We have these Monday morning spiritual meetings called Contemplation. And uh, we've been thinking about, you know, just having a podcast. And here we are on a nice sunny Monday morning. The birds are chirping, kids are playing, and the sun's out. And uh, so uh, would you like to introduce yourself here? Hello. I go by the name Indigo Scout and very glad to be with Akashic Skies. Yeah, this has definitely been a very profound thing, and there's a lot going on right now, and so I'm hoping to make my modest contribution to it. Excellent. Well, yeah, thank you for the introduction. There's a lot going on, and that's something interesting that I noticed during our discussion. We typically contemplate on the gospel, and we all come from different you know, religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs, whether we are religious or not, some of us aren't. Um, and it seems like um, some kind of uh, human rights things kind of seem to overshadow, or maybe politics, as some people would describe it, or, um, you know, current events basically seem to overshadow some of this more gospel i mean it's it was kind of related to the gospel in some ways as well like what what are your thoughts on that yes there's because we are because a lot there's a lot going on in the spiritual movement about disengagement from these kind of realities that some spiritual teachers say it's all cool but an analogy that i like to draw from is was by since i am a, a catholic christian is from a certain catholic bishop who said we're a lot like we were at uh, D-Day, that the war is pretty much won, but we still got to do the mopping up. And if we win this war faster, good will still come out of it, although the ultimate outcome has been decided at some level. Ah, so what, what, what do you think the ultimate outcome is? As I see it, we are going to get past this current state of affairs one way or the other. It might be better, it might be worse, but it's not going to stay the same. The situation right now is unsustainable. That right now, that's sort of the opportunity we have, and these opportunities, when you look back through history, are usually 80 to 100 years apart, and I'm referring to a particular theory of cyclical history called the Neil Neil Howe, Bill Strauss model. And although some people, I know that some people get a bad taste in their mouth with cyclical history. But yeah, it helps explain things that are otherwise can't be explained if we tend to think of reality moving in a spiral rather than in linear or in, com- in completely chaotic matters. I think that seed, seed history has a spiral, has its advantages, it helps us frame these issues. It's very interesting. Um... That I'd say that that is what gives me hope uh, during these times. Is there does seem to be chaos, and there's people in situations in certain countries and certain positions that you know I that have a lot, lot less privilege and autonomy than I do, and I definitely want to you know acknowledge that as well. But uh, yeah, I think there's you know after the fire, there's the fertile soil. You know, after, you know, maybe the, is it like the phoenix that rises out of the ashes or I mean, that, that, that seems like more of a 
dualistic kind of analogy, this is a little bit more all happening at once. I don't know if there's going to be like a succinct moment, but yeah, what? It, yes, uh, uh, as what's commonly referred to as an inflection point nowadays. Okay. Yeah, like I referred to earlier when we were having our meeting, I come from an evolutionary biology background, and there's a certain theory called punctuated equilibrium which was derived by Stephen Jay Gould, who definitely is one of the big popularizers of science. And while I don't agree with this man on certain fundamental issues, he did kind of hit the nail on the head that basically things go around and seem not to be changing, but under the surface, things are changing. And then all of a sudden, boom, it gets going. And so... It's like uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're from a biological background, there's a phase in cell division called interphase. When the mm. chromosomes are all realigning and multiplying as the cell gets ready to divide. And so when you look from the outside, nothing is happening. And then all of a sudden, it divides and you have two new cells. And I see the current times we live in right now as kind of fitting that mode. That, like, I, like one, one, one area I'd recommend the viewers out there to go to is to go is to look at fiction say star wars lord of the rings even the bible itself can kind of reflect in this and other narratives of where uh, change happens all of a sudden in an extremely fast manner and again us being humans we're not going to get it all right like for instance with our with the founding of our own nation sure the American experiment has been a great experiment ever since the founding fathers got together, yet they did leave some major issues unturned, a.k.a. slavery. Although they, although the wiser ones, even like Thomas Jefferson, who owned slaves, kind of knew that sooner or later this had to change. It was sort of like they were pulled in direction. They are pulled from their tradition of, uh, of having people in bondage to that greater ideal as was said in the Declaration of Independence of all quote-unquote men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Yes, it's always, in many ways, it's, it's gradual, but then again, it has certain aspects that can appear quite sudden. Wow, I think that's a brilliant analogy, and we, we cover a lot of ground there. <laughs> uh, I'll touch back on, um, I, I love the analogies. I'll touch back on basically, um, uh, sometimes I, I see the utility in going to the cave or going to the monastery. Uh, I think when I get through grad school, I'm currently in a program for, um, you know, mental health psychology. Um, but I see myself, um, ne- needing to maybe pull away from, uh, not just, as like an escape but as a reframing or reorganization of my priorities and my mental frames and or even my sense of self in order to (laughs) you know come back and try to bring that wisdom especially if i'm going to be in the field helping people i think um going to a monastery with no real you know one-way flight maybe and um yeah what what are your thoughts on on something like that or yes it's like uh, all the things happening all at once that has we're doing this, like the reversal of Roe v. Wade, the gun violence, the war in the Ukraine, the fact that this bloody pandemic doesn't seem to be wanting to end and all this yada, 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 teen suicide, drugs, the whole yeah. thing. I remember I I kind of felt, 
even I feel the need for kind of a need to get away with it. So I have a podcast that I watch where these uh, four four young young fellas get together and discuss baseball, and it kind of brought me a little bit of relief because oh, yeah. I became somewhat detached from baseball because I actually used to be a zealous Cub fan, but the. Uh, I felt that the Cub fans began to think they were Yankee or Cardinal fans, and also I have fundamental disagreements with the politics of their owner, and so <laughs> I decided then at that point has it was great they won the 2016 World Series, but it was time for me to pull back in that aspect of my life. Yeah. It's interesting how ethics can get in the way of um, our passions and things like that, and that's something we talk about a lot in the program, but something that has been feeling a little bit odd in the program is that we aren't really talking a lot about some of these current events and curriculum seems to kind of supersede that and i also it also feels like um a lot of the curriculum is outdated the publishers kind of have different priorities than where you know we are at this day and age especially post-covid and so sometimes it's a little disheartening and i feel um like after I get through this program, I have to synthesize some of this information. Um, I think, you know, it's given me a, a direction, but um, at the same time, I think there's just such a demand and need that can't be placed on one hour a week or one hour a month. Um, that's something that should be integrated and, and should be a part of, you know, everyone's care. But like we were talking about earlier is I think um, continuity. It's like having a community when you leave the therapist's office is important or um yeah having having a sense of you know meaning and purpose even outside of the therapist's office and i think that's oftentimes what you know counselors trying to help coax out of the individual or even the guide or the guru or or um anyone in that sort of um, guidance uh space but oftentimes it's you know you, you can either be directed the guru can be directive or it can be person-centered i think that's um something that is really interesting how you can go both ways the life coach kind of way guiding people or you can be like uh carl rogers and be more like um you know what's it called interviewing uh, personal person-centered therapy yeah, is what i think the, where he's derived from and motivational interviewing or strength-based um, yes. theories where you kind of you know basically cheerlead the client and they you know create their own goals and and, and realize their own strengths and yeah, I think I think there's uh, there's so many different ways to, yes. to do it. To your listeners out there, what Akashic Skies is referring to is that you want therapy and other modalities that lead to real change within yourself. You mm-hmm. don't want it to be a band-aid. You don't want it to be a prophylactic. You don't want it to be taking the dirty laundry out and getting it cleaned only to get dirtied again. Exactly. Yep. You need to kind of get something that'll really spark it and a true therapist a true guru is always going to set you free at some point they may have to take you under their wing at some point but then ultimately they have to get it out like that's always one of the difference like some asserted uh, philosopher by the name of jacob needleman was asked how do we distinguish between a cult and a true spiritual movement and he came up with one very succinct answer (laughs) <laughs> and the succinct answer is this. A true spiritual movement is hard to get into, but easy to get out of. Okay. The cult, easy to get into, hard, hard to, to get, get out. out yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. And I think that's so funny because I think there's fertile breeding grounds for a cult right now. 
Um, and I even am, I've been in some careers uh, where I, there, it's jokingly was called, you know, a cult. And that's it's really funny when they're they're trying to you know keep you in. And that's that's an interesting um, factor that I think um, uh, to consider. As I never I never really heard of that because I think it's popular with uh, you know younger generations right now to talk about joining a cult with all the uncertainty and the lack of community and oh yes the vulnerability. Yeah, cults always fulfill that need. That's why they give simple answers to complex issues, and you think you found it. Exactly. When basically all you found was something to satisfy the ego or perhaps the pocketbooks of certain powers that be. Heck yeah. So we're at about 12 minutes now, but I think we can, we can keep going. Uh, I, I want to go into another question that just kind of popped up. Um, so yeah, what, what led you to um, you know this path or accumulate some of this knowledge that you know or what yeah what what inspires you to learn about these sort of things i guess it's just kind of the way i'm wired that i've always had a very high openness to experience and some people would say that this is a blessing but in some ways it's a curse because you sometimes do not know which way to go and so like many years ago i kind of began contemplating is this all there is? Is there nothing more? I've never really had an atheistic phase in my development, though I guess I've maybe flirted with deism in the past of thinking that the almighty creator God just created this universe and went off to have coffee. <laughs> so I've never really doubted the existence of God. However, I've had significant questions about how much this is involved in it and as i see god i see god as something beyond space and time that it is god exists separately from creation and the reason why we use the word he so much is also is partially a cultural bias but also because the male force denotes being active while female is more receptive Hmm. and so uh, i remember in many years ago i saw a certain kind of a tacky science fiction called The Explorers, which the late River Phoenix was a part of. And in this movie, these three kids are kind of trying to put together this spaceship to go in there. And so it's kind of like if you look like at, at Tetzla or Gernsbach and some of these oddballs that are being creative. And so they eventually get out into space. And that kind of really started making me wonder, because prior to that, like my uh, religious views and my views on society were completely disconnected from each other. But then they kind of get reunified here because like I I have supported various uh, political movements and stuff like everything from uh, the Green Party all the way to uh, this one guy who was uh, viewed himself as sort of a Christian populist who had what was called the Black and White Party, although it really wasn't about race. Mm-hmm. And I was actually one of his electors in 2008. But yeah, I just don't know. This dude might have found the wrong guy since I know diddly squat about social media and websites and all this new media. I just basically every day's alerting experience for me in this matter. Absolutely. Yeah, so maybe if he had found one of your guys, <laughs> yeah. is he would have found the better fit, but yeah. perhaps it's all the same. We always have to trust that whether you call it karma or providence or whatever you, or fate, whatever you say, sometimes you got to just kind of trust the process, so to speak, and go out there and 
see where it leads and then reevaluate. Awesome. Well, I think uh, that's a good note to end on. Uh, maybe the phrase trust the process or be process oriented <laughs> is something that's been popping up in my world as well. So, yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Again, I want to thank Akashic Skies for granting me this opportunity. So, I wish you all a very fruitful time until we meet again here in this noosphere of the internet. <laughs> until we meet again, and it's Indigo... Indigo Scout. Indigo Scout is his YouTube. So, thank you for joining us. That was uh, an amazing journey with my friend here. And, uh, yeah, talk with you next time. Take care.